WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. We got a WCB Classic episode today. The boys are all back together. Noli, Tanner, Potes, let's go. What is going on, guys? You know, it was a good week. <laughs> it's been a great week. <laughs> Happy America Day. Hey, it's right. Happy birthday, America. Greatest country. 1776. USA is their letters. It's it's our first 4th of July with Connor Bedard on the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Many, many more to come. The so good American. old Canadian boy. <laughs> Just He's American now. It is. That's yeah. It's kind of Bernard. He's American. As soon as they drafted him, he got his citizenship. Did you know that? True. <laughs> sure. He's gonna be splitting hot dogs with Phil Kessel next off season. Uh, I heard that. Um, I heard he also became the mayor of Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way it should be. It's pretty you good. First overall pick in Chicago, you become the mayor. You run it, <laughs> Chicago dictator. Let's go. And like fifteen years. Down. Because they were so excited about us. Everybody turned in their he guns. racism. Who thought Bedard answers all of our problems in Chicago? Yeah, Chicago is now the safest, now the safest city in the world. Crazy, <laughs> crazy what Connor Bedard has done. It's just what a wild week we've had. And he hasn't and even signed his contract yet. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we could get right into it. Um, the biggest news. Was the draft happen and it became worst, official? The worst kept secret in the world became <laughs> confirmed. Counter Bedard, Chicago Blackhawk first overall, gave him his jersey with his number, a nice and stitched. There's no messing around. They probably had that May 9th, right the day after the uh, the draft lottery happened. They've just been sitting in Kyle Davison's office since then. Uh, Noli, you were there. What was yeah. what was like the the atmosphere like? Dude, it was unreal. There were so many fucking Hawks fans. I would honestly say it was like 40 percent Hawks fans, forty percent Predators fans, and then a mix of everybody else for the like remaining twenty percent. Me and my dad were like checking off what teams we saw like represented. I think the only teams we didn't see were uh, Florida, Dallas, and Ottawa. Poor Florida. Oh, we didn't have a pick until. The fourth round, so we we're like, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm surprised Dallas. Oh, yeah, I guess Dallas probably didn't have any picks either. Dallas they didn't have any picks. Yeah, they traded their first to the Rangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking hilarious, but it was insane. <laughs> like, there was like, let's go, Hawk chance, like, like non stop. They just kept coming, and the Predators fans just kept trying to boo it out, but like. The Hawks were just like predominantly like over like overpowering them, so it was great. The, and, uh, you think that's the most Hawks fans that have been allowed in Birdstone Arena in a long time? <laughs> I mean, in a long time at least. <laughs> They're checking um, IDs at the door. They're like, no, yeah. you can't. Like uh, all the all the G all of the Blackhawks like like scouts and Kyle Davidson all have Illinois IDs. They're like, nah, no, sorry, <laughs> turn <but>. away. <laughs> um, it was wild though. I know you guys went, Jeremy. Uh, Post you guys went to when it was in Chicago, and I don't know if it was like this yeah. there, but um, like walking around the 100 level at in Nashville, like 
there's just kids in suits like walking around with like a bunch of people following them in fancy dresses and stuff. I'm like, you're getting drafted. I have no idea who you are, but you're getting drafted. Like, <laughs> you're going to make more money than I ever have. Like, that's cool, but whatever. <laughs> um, but then it was funny because like all these like families are just like sitting around the hundred level, like kids are running up, getting autographs and stuff. And then you see Connor Bedard coming. There's two TV crews, security around him, just like, oh, that's the one guy like we found him because everybody else has nobody around them besides their family. And Bedard has like no room to like think by himself. And it was just hilarious. Um, I don't, I don't remember if the, if we were allowed to even go on the 100 level. No, cause we were, we were up at 300 and we went in right before, like right as the draft was starting. Cause they had that fan fest outside. Yeah. But so, I think they had it like roped off. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, you could just yeah walk anywhere you wanted. Well, they had all the awards down there. They had the Stanley Cup on the 100 level, so like there's shit to do on the 100 mm-hmm. level for like people. So it was kind of weird that like you could just walk with these guys and like nobody was like like I said besides Bedard was like covered by security or anything. But you could just punch a drafty in the face. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you're gonna get charged because a lot of those kids are 17. <laughs> How overprotective people have been getting nowadays with like security and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're just wide open. Like here you yeah. go. Here's caught up guard. Yeah. Take your shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was like I said, there's so many Hawks fans. We had Hawks fans by us. We were all just chit chatting and stuff like that. And then there's Preds fans around us, like giving us like some Raz, like going into it. So like it was fun. Like everybody's having a great time. And uh right before it, like as soon as the Hawks went on the clock, this Preds fan turned around and looked at me and was like they're taking Fantilli. I was like, don't you fucking joke with me right now. <laughs> don't He's you dare. I mean, like, this whole building's going to the ground if they take Fantilli. I was like, absolutely <laughs> right, dude. Burning, dude. You ever hear the Chicago Fire? Great Chicago Fire. It's going to happen in Nashville. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it was a fucking great time. Um, as soon as they, like, went up there and... Uh, he said Regina. The place went fucking nuts. Like you couldn't. <laughs> I didn't even hear him say Connor Bedard. I heard him say Regina, and the, the building was just loud as could be. Like it was unbelievable. If I knew any other t- any other players on Regina, it would have been hilarious. We just <laughs> yeah. like threw a, a different name. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Who's that kid?" <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, dude. It was just. It was a fucking great day. Like it was just. And I was just so excited the whole day going forward. And then as soon as the Hawks went on the clock, like that nervousness hit me. Like I knew there was no way they weren't going to take him, but that nervousness just like kicks in just because like you don't know, but like, like you know, but Get that little until PTSD. they said his I name, like it was like, like fuck, 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 fuck. I feel like every other year besides like the Crosby, Ovechkin, like McDavid years, you're kind of like, yeah, like this is the number one guy, but like two is also not that far behind. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it could be, it could be, and like that's what happened last year with like Slavkovsky, like took over the first overall pick, like the at the at very end it seemed like. So it's like, right. you still kind of have those nerves, but like you know it's Bedard. Like, it was it's funny. Funny. Any other it draft was too, you had five guys in this draft that should have been first overall if they had their own draft class. Like that's what's right. so crazy yeah. about it. And Bedard is just that much higher and 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 far away better than those guys. Oh shit. It was funny, yeah. too, because, like, everybody was, like, Fantelli was, like, the number two overall, like, guaranteed, and, like, even he dropped. Like, I yeah. felt like if, if Bedard wasn't there, it would have been, like, oh, Fantelli's going one, and then everybody would have been shocked when Carlson jumped over him type thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy as soon as uh, Averbeek started saying, like, whatever team that uh, Carlson was from, I was, like, I was like, oh, no shit, no way. The whole crowd was, like, <gasps> 
Like, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> you yeah. think that Tilly like, did that on purpose? Do you think he said, I might go back to school just to to drop? So, I don't know. I don't really know, because, like, obviously there's that video of him saying he wants to go to Columbus, blah, blah, blah. And then I feel like, I mean, you can't go wrong with either player. Watching Carlson and World Juniors and everything like that, that kid's a stud, too. Fantilli looks unreal. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, because of him saying that, like, in the draft, like, me and my dad were talking about it. We were like, you know, Anaheim taking Carlson makes sense because he's going to be there next year. Like, they mm-hmm. want that type of player. And we were like, Fantilli is going back to Michigan. And then he signed that contract. And I was like, fuck, maybe he did just kind of swerve Anaheim because he wanted to go yeah. to Columbus type thing. Like, I mean, dude, Fantilli, Goudreau, Line A, like, you got some stars on that fucking Columbus team, man. We were talking about before. Like, hel- if they could stay, if they healthy, stay healthy, they're going to they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty good. It's crazy that the wild card for Columbus right now isn't any of the players. It's Babcock. <laughs> I know. I keep forgetting about him. <laughs> Do you think that they just like are regretting the fact that they they got Babcock on a contract, or are they going to be like you're you're not going to fuck around with the players that we have, like the young guys? You're not gonna you're not gonna be screwing them over, or they are here to stay. Like they're they'll be here longer than you, that if necessary. Somebody slid Fantilli Marner's phone number and was like, "Hey, this is how you handle it if he calls you into your office." I was just <laughs> I saw a tweet somebody say like. um, yeah, Fantilli better get prepared for the Marner treatment. And he's like, which player are you going to throw under the bus? Kind of thing. Like, so on, too much cod. on cap friendly yeah. right now, they have uh, like the Blue Jackets lineup as Gucci Jenner, and Line A. And then their, their second line is like the, the young kids of Kent Johnson, Adam Fantilli, and Kirill Marchenko. Um, and then it's still kind of young too because I forgot they have Cole Stillinger. That still hurts. Jack Roslovic and Emil Bemstrom. It's like their team has good youth in the middle of the lineup with like obviously like good. I mean, the line is only twenty five, which is insane. But like good older guys like up front and then veterans on the back end too. But then you have Wierenski and Severson, uh, Ivan Provorov, and then their their first round pick last year, David Yurchik. I think that's how it's or Yurisek, and then Eric Branson, or they, I don't know, whatever, and Andrew Peak. Like they have a solid team as long as they can stay healthy. Like they'll probably like they might be able to like scare. I forgot they have Boquist too. Yeah, and they still the have Jake Bean though. and Alexander to share. Boquist isn't signed yet, though. That doesn't matter. I'm sure they'll sign him. Um, I want to get something you just said, Noli, and I'm I'm curious. When he said cylinder, you're like that one still hurts. Do, can you still say that, seeing where the road has led us to Bedard? Like, is that one of those things where it's like it hurts, but it's like at this point now it's like, eh, fuck it. Now we got Bedard. It like it it led us to what this team is now. Well, when I look at Cap Friendly, and I see nine point five going <laughs> off the page for Seth Jones. Yeah, I think I could still say that. Okay. <laughs> I, I was generally curious because it's because yeah, it sucks with Seth Jones. We it's Seth Jones contract sucks, but it's like without that trade, do we end up in the position we are right now? You know, it's like it's that yeah, it's one of those things have, it's like does it have like you can never yeah. really get an answer for that, but it's also it's like well, I think it hurts thing. a little bit less. Without that contract, how do we reach the cap floor? <laughs> fair 
Um, That's actually not a bad point. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is you don't make that trade. You have Boquist and Jones's spot, and you probably have Phil Cylinder in the lineup. It That doesn't make your team that much better. I was going to say, I, I don't think Boquist is better than Seth Jones by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think both Quist is going to even come close to being as good as Seth Jones. And Jones really isn't all that good right now. <laughs> so He's a lot better with Richardson, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Jones eats minutes, man. Like, he's, he's just fucking out there. He's got to <laughs> eat something. If I'm Willie Nylander, though, I'm looking at that 9.5 for Seth Jones and being like, I, now I'm worth 10. <laughs> now I'm definitely worth 10. I mean, yeah, Willie Nylander is like putting up. Did he have just as many goals as Matthews last year? Yeah, they, they tied with 40. And then he mm-hmm. was like up there in points. Like, I just so looking at that, at that team and just being like, Wow, the the disrespect that Nylander gets and Tanner just froze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're just frozen, like <laughs> I just the disrespect Nylander gets on that team when it's like he's just like he puts up the numbers with Marner and Matthews. Like he does not to the same. I mean, obviously not to the same level, but it's like. He's as big as a part of that offense as, as those two guys. is also making $11 million too. <sighs> and he's the most consistent in the playoffs. Like, every single year, he's the most consistent in the playoffs, and that's what he could argue the most about. And he had, he's making, what, 6.9 right now or 6.7 or whatever it is? Like, he had to fight for that. Like, even he when he signed that, it was like, that's an undervalued contract, and he had to fight for that. <laughs> like, they well, offered him, like, five. Okay, so... Toronto's apparently in the EK65 sweepstakes. No. They they want a defenseman that's got way too much money on their on their on this contract. Nylander for Seth Jones straight up. Dude, they just signed John Kleinberg. Why are you going after Eric Carlson? Like Okay, not to divert too far from the the, the Hawks thing, but <laughs> no, I have to I have to get you, to get your opinion on the Leafs. What are they doing? I don't know. And we Max Domi. So it's it's definitely nineties. Um, one, it's definitely, hey, we get bullied every year in the playoffs. Let's get it tougher. And two, this isn't Kyle Davis. Uh, dude, fuck Kyle Davis's team anymore. This is fucking <laughs> Calgary Flames. Let's bring back fucking. Uh, let's bring Suter over for a place. Bertuzzi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they bring in fucking Bertuzzi, Domi, Reeves. Oh my god! Are they going to be a line? No, their projected line is um, now. Put you got to put Domi in the middle, Bertuzzi on the left, and Reeves on the right, and just <laughs> first line. <laughs> I saw a video the other day of uh, I forget what team. I think I want to say Domi was on Dallas. I don't remember though. Domi and or it was maybe it was in Montreal. Him and Reeves were just going at it down the ice, just two handing each other back and forth. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is fun practice. Uh, <laughs> it'd be nice. No, their projected top line is Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner, and then Tavares, uh, Nylander. Um, Domi? Domi, yeah. Which, I mean, it really isn't bad. Like Add some grit to both lines that can yeah. actually, like, score really well. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll fucking see. I just, yeah. No, it's it's definitely way different than what they've I'm been. surprised that, like, Matthew Knees isn't up there. Yeah, I don't know how he I haven't heard well. anything. He played well before he got injured in the playoffs. I was gonna say I haven't heard anything about him since that injury. And also uh Nick Robertson still hurt. 
two, and that kid's going to be good. They either need to play him or trade him. Like that kid. I, I wish the Hawks could have made a move for one of those two guys. Well, Nyes was off the table. They were there was going to be mm-hmm. a trade in there. But... I thought he was coming in whatever trade the the Leafs made with the Hawks this past year. I thought he was going to be part of it. They said he was like the number one no touch in Toronto, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that would have been sick. Kids on real. Mm-hmm. So back to I'm the drafts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Poach. No, no, I just I just looked at it right now. The best shooting percentage in the playoffs since 16-17 when uh Nylander came in is Willie Nylander. Eleven points. He also has the most five on five points in the playoffs since he made the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. Something along those lines. Yeah. The kid's That's a stud. Fine. He deserves to get paid. I don't know 100%. if he's worth it. I don't know if he's worth the 10 million, but when you look at other people around, especially the contracts that are on Toronto he's right. Why shouldn't I be making this or asking for this kind of thing? I mean, he's going to get paid. And the biggest thing is Toronto fucked up by not moving him before July 1st. If they were going to yeah. trade him, they just fuck themselves on that. Well, he, it's it's a 10 team, no trade list, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not a full, no move. So, I mean, they could move him, but you're not going to yeah. get as much for him. Obviously. No, yeah. <laughs> When you had free range before, yeah. Plus, if he just chooses the the ten teams that are the closest to the cap, they're like obviously you're not gonna be able to move them. I'm sorry. So like Tavares, like they can move Tavares at all? No. no. Does he have a full no move? Clause. Yeah. And no team can take that contract either. How the much longer does he have? The Hawks. He has two years left. Yeah. Dude, on like I, this feels. The way things are setting up, Matthews isn't signed. Um, I feel bad. We always go to the Leafs, but yeah, Matthews doesn't have a contract. It doesn't sound like Nylander's going to get a contract. Like Marner and Tavares have two years left. They, this feels like an all-in scenario. Like they went out and they got Domi. They went out and they got um, Bertuzzi. Both have one-year deals. Like this feels like Boston last year when they were like, "Fuck it, we're going all in this season." Like hopefully we can make it work. This is what's now or nothing. On exactly. cap friendly right now, their projected cap hit is ninety two million. Yeah. So they what? have <clears throat> that includes yeah. uh, Jake Muzzin. But even Muzzin, that's still going to have him that's over the still cap. Over the cap. I don't know how they made these moves. I know, and they don't even have Samson off signed. Yeah. Right now they have Wall and uh, Murray. What do you think they move Murray? <laughs> if if anybody will take him, yeah, the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, no, we're holding that for Gibson. Yeah, apparently, I don't know if anybody saw that. Like all over, like with the Gibson trade rumors, I've seen people online just like, "Oh, we should go to the Hawks." I'm like, "No." So there's a guy. I forgot what site he we covers. Talking about the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what one he covered. <laughs> but here, so this I was telling Noli about this. Let's his be fair. Jeremy offer, was free range this episode. Yeah, we're going, we're going all over the place. Um, his trade offer for the Hawks to get Gibson was the Anaheim Ducks. Send us Gibson at 33% retained, Henrique in two seconds for Tyler Johnson and Peter Morazic. Brutal. Why would the Ducks do that? This guy gets paid yeah, to cover the Hawks. I'm going to see if I can find out who it was. What? Did, why? what? It was a trade proposal by somebody from the Hawks. Like, why? Oh, it was that guy. It was that guy that I sent the thing saying, like, how um, drafting Crystal would be a mistake because there's no speed there. Oh, so I don't understand 
what's the point of Anaheim retaining 33% of his salary? Yeah, I don't. And why would they would include two seconds and Adam Henrique? Because it's a cap dump for him. And then the first round was Wednesday, right? They would get Peter. Mra- yeah. yeah, they would get Peter Mrazek and Tyler Johnson. What? Doesn't make any sense. Like it's- they're not getting anything. They're just giving away like their biggest asset. John Gibson yeah. is signed for the next four years at six point four. That's a fantastic yeah. deal for John Gibson. He's I don't understand why Buffalo isn't all over that. Yes, Buffalo, um, or uh, honestly Detroit. Like I just, there's so many teams that should go after this guy. And I just don't get it. Also, I don't know. I mean, it might be interstate. Like they don't want to trade with LA, but like, yeah. What is it? What are the Kings doing? I don't know. Oh, can you please explain that to me? <laughs> Any logic at all? The fact that they're running with Phoenix Copley is their like number one. And Cam, it, it was not and Talbot, Talbot into a one year deal. Oh, I forgot about Cam Talbot. But even still, I mean, yeah. Talbot Talbot's so streaky, it's not even funny. I mean, um, he found a tab, tab Bamford of the, he covers the Hawks for the fourth period. Um, and he's a member of the Professional Hockey Writers Association too, um, and Bleacher Nation. It's like the the guy who uh, uh, every year in the who gave McDavid the fifth vote mm-hmm. for the, the heart this year. Like, oh yeah, just stop, dude, just stop. Sorry, Poets, go ahead. Like, What's going on with that? Because you're, it's like rage bait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the. I feel like the LA Kings implosion is the implosion that we've all been wanting for a while uh and, and correct me if i'm wrong but i think it started with the jonathan quick backstab yeah oh, yeah probably because it was literally like this like it was fun to watch yeah and yeah that kind of just and then everybody just kind of looked at that team and went i'm okay thank you that was like a that was like a well, vegas ick type moment mm-hmm. yeah it's weird because like in net like they're not looking hot they signed gavrikov they got the weird thing to me was like them getting rid of Jersey. Yeah. But I guess maybe because Clark Brandt is coming in. Uh, maybe that's why they were like fine with that. But the, they went out and got Pierre Luc Dubois and like as much as he's could be, he, I think personally he looks like a locker room cancer just because of the way he gives up when he doesn't want to play for a team anymore. The issue is when he does want to play for a team, he's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, so they're, I don't, they're middle, they're they're literal middle, they're fucking centers. Kopitar, Dubois, and Philip Deneau, the top three lines, mm-hmm. is insanely good. Yeah. That's nuts. The, the only thing is, like, the the rumors, I mean, when Dubois went to Winnipeg, the rumors were, oh, he's going to Winnipeg. And then now the rumors were, oh, he's going to Montreal. And, now, and then L.A. came out of nowhere. Like, he obviously wanted to go to Montreal – I don't know if Montreal wanted to trade for him, which for Montreal, I, that's that was a good move to not trade for him personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Montreal wasn't giving up what Winnipeg, Winnipeg wanted. Won. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was but the thing. The thing is, like, he obviously wanted to go to Montreal, and like you said, when he doesn't want to be somewhere, he doesn't try hard. Yeah. So, and you sign him to an eight-year deal, like he notably wanted to be in Montreal. Why? Like, what? Well, he signed the what deal. Case so says, maybe he's cool with that. I, I don't know. Unless he's just taking the guaranteed thing. money and then be like, hey, it's not my problem to figure out how to move me. You deal with it. In two years, you're going to have to trade me to Montreal when I want right. to go. Yeah, pretty much. Once once he gets tired of playing McDavid again all the time in the Western Conference, but now like for sure in the same division. But 
I think that's the reason LA actually went after him is because like you're playing against, you're constantly playing Edmonton over the last two years in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you just, you need that nasty depth to just destroy the rest of their team while you have Philip Deneau basically try and bottle them up. And I mean, Deneau did a great job, but it was just once, I mean, you know, it's dry cycle still. And then, exactly. that's where, that's where you have Kopitar and, and now Pierre-Luc Dubois coming in. Like yeah. that's, like this is literally their reasoning is probably because they they keep running into Edmonton and in order to get past them they have to find a solution for that and then figure it out from there from the other teams. Oh yeah, I forgot they yeah. big dick Dave too. You take a look at the roster though. I mean, they've got some pretty decent young talent. I Drew Doughty's only thirty three years old. He's not that a spring chicken. My mind. He's not a spring chicken mind. by any means, but he's still got probably a couple decent years left on him. Um, but Quentin Byfield, right? Um fucking uh Calia. Byfield coming up. Yeah, that's that's right. another big one too. Adrian Adrian Kempe has been a, a total beast. He's and been a stud. Turcotte, uh Maltsev, you know, those guys are gonna well, be coming. Turcotte's had like stuff. injury issues, hasn't was, he? Yeah, if he can yeah. get healthy and he can make that jump. But then again, he's also isn't he a center? So it's like is I'm he... sure they can play him on wing because Kopitar yeah. on his last year of his deal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Kopitar is thinking about hanging him up after this season because he's 35. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, coming of off of his... that, LA did well was like in the trade for Pierre Dubois. Is like they didn't really lose any no. key pieces. They let they got rid of some guys that like can contribute, but like they didn't get rid of Turcotte. They didn't get rid of Byfield. They didn't ri- get rid of um uh, Brandt. And it's just like they kept like their big prospects and like did pretty well in that trade, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, looking at it on Winnipeg's side, like what they got back, I'd really love for their team too. Like they got some mm-hmm. good young guys, like Filardi, like that kid's going to be good. Like for yeah. Winnipeg, like he was good for LA. But well, that's what, I mean, that's what that Winnipeg needs too, because like, yeah. I mean, their whole team composition is going to be changing over the next couple of years because like Hellebuck's out. Shifley's on his way out, probably. Wheeler's Wheeler gone already. Yep. They, I mean, they're gonna, they're probably looking to just build around Ehlers and Kyle Connor as long as they want to keep staying there. Mm-hmm. The Hawks are not going to be the worst team in the Central Division next year. It's possible. I mean, you got Arizona. You can never forget about them. Yeah. <laughs> they're I mean, they're hot, they're they're hot mullet though, man. <laughs> Let's see and if it rides into the year two though, because yeah, they don't. They, there's no. There's no. Uh, for sure. Uh, home after after this season you know like last year was like oh well we still have our our bid to go like we'll have a home soon nope you have no fucking clue over under when watch, does they get announced LA that make they're a, moving i was gonna say watch la make a play for hellebuck somehow Can you oh, imagine if they actually sign me they, up if they pulled hellebuck i'd feel way different about that team scary. <laughs> sign me up um the line combos for the Hawks last game last year. First line was Lucas Reichel, Cole Gutman, Phil Kurashev. Second last line. game? Yeah. No, because Gutman was, Gutman was hurt. Yeah. Those are the line combos that was put down here. Gutman oh. was out like a couple weeks. Yeah, he was done for the rest of the season. Gutman was oh. out. Radish was out. You know what? It's... Kurashev was out. Projected lineup? I think it's projected if lineup. If everyone was healthy. <laughs> They've got Gutman down twice, so they never put Taze back into it either. Um, but Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Boris Kachuk, Andreas Anthony Joey Anderson, Entwistle, Dickinson, Bjork. 
And then looking at the projected lineup for the Hawks this year, Hall, Bedard, Reichel, Athanasiu, <laughs> Johnson, Radish, Blackwell, Dickinson, Kershaw, Felino, Donato, Perry. Like, that is such a fucking turnaround. It's not hey, even funny. this team's funny. got names, man. This team's got names. This we is the greatest. Former, we got a former, two former Hart Trophy winners, right? Because Corey Perry won it, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I think he did. I don't know, but right. we have a former 50 goal scorer on the squad now, too. Are the Blackhawks back? No. <laughs> Yeah, right. Do they have an identity? Back in 2015, maybe, but. How about a round of applause for Kyle from Chicago? Yeah. Uh, Corey, Perry, Corey Perry did win the trophy in 2010-2011. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle from Chicago. Kyle from Chicago. Kyle was absolutely, absolutely, first off, that's hilarious. The like, most disgusting draft. I can't like, believe that they didn't realize, like, I mean, but then again, it's like I can believe they didn't realize that was Kyle Davidson yeah. because he doesn't look like a, mm-hmm. a your typical NHL GM. Well, He's 34 years like, old. <laughs> the GM isn't the GM of Vancouver, um, Patrick Alvin, or something like that. I'm not sure. Not sure. Exactly. So <laughs> the the people that interviewed Kyle wasn't it like a Vancouver podcast? No, Patrick. Alvin, yes. So if you were to see Patrick Alvin out on the street, I'm sure you would have no fucking clue who he was either. There's a handful yeah. of GMs that I'd be able to pick out. Yeah, out. but Steve Eiserman. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> I feel like Kyle Davison was put out there a little bit more because, with the whole Bedard situation. Like the second the Hawks got first overall and got Connor Bedard, I feel like he was kind of across I mean, hockey social he, media a lot more. If you're again, like a I said, Vancouver was, fan that hates the Hawks, I'm sure you're trying not to pay attention as much, especially they, since they, Bedard they, is a Vancouver kid. Like you're probably like, get this out of my fucking face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we're just like, eat it, eat it. Yeah, baby. But yeah, Kyle uh, from Chicago, probably the winner of the entire week. Back to the draft, yes. then. Yeah, um, yeah, back to the draft at 19. <laughs> 19th <laughs> overall, the two. Hawks. We got to two. Got <laughs> gifted. The Hawks got gifted the 19th overall pick. Um, Oliver Moore. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. can we just take a second? Sure. Toronto finally making it out of the first round. Appreciate it. That got us the nineteenth. <laughs> yeah, there you true. go. It's the real story of the playoffs, right? It there. is. <laughs> it is getting nineteenth and not and not thirtieth like we all thought the, that they would. Yep. The, the miracles that happened this season of Hawks beating Pittsburgh, sending Florida to the playoffs, which hilarious, and then the fact that Toronto makes it out of the first round for the first time in forever. But then also getting the Hawks the first pick and the nineteenth pick with technically technically (laughs) Toronto did give us the nineteenth pick, but it wasn't in the full way you were thinking of. Yeah, it's because Florida beat Toronto in the second round that gave us nineteen. Yes, if Toronto would have beat Florida, Florida, we would have had twenty. Yeah, Florida moving on. But I don't know if that if well because they swapped with Seattle. I don't know if Seattle would have still taken. Oliver Moore over Edward Chalet. <laughs> but anyway, Oliver Moore, yeah. Blackhawks take at 19. Uh, I didn't even look at this kid because the first time I looked at him, he was projected like top 10, top 15. Uh, no way in hell he was going to be there at 19. And, and somehow, some reason, he slides. Tanner, you're super excited about him. Yes, this kid is the fastest kid in the draft. Just looking at elite prospects and just going down the line of like where he ranks and all these like 
kind of like high rankings. 9, 8, 9, 12, 9, 11, 13, 11, 16, fucking Craig Button, whatever. 8 um, for North American skaters, 13, 7, 17, 7, 9, 7. So pretty much right around 10 on average, I'd say. And he dropped all the way to 19 to us. They were saying they're comparing his speed to Connor McDavid. And it's just like, can you, like, how disgusting is that? He's a center too. So now we, we have three, I mean, obviously Bedard is going to be first line center, but then like Nazar and then Oliver Moore either fighting for the second center spot or like one of those two guys moving to the wing. Like Nazar is known as being like an insanely like amazing, like offensive forward. If he's on the wing with Bedard, like, goals like crazy if more is on the wing with bedard always do is fucking sauce it down the ice and he's gonna fucking go get it and <laughs> just speed past everybody it's we have a lot of good problems right now in chicago mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of comparisons to like dylan larkin type player yeah. which like after adding bedard adding like a dylan larkin like yeah like it's, you said fast defensively reliable like yep. but still got that offensive skill like that's exactly what you want behind a Connor bedard like yep. it's gonna be just Ugh. I couldn't well, yeah, when when we were watching the when I was at the draft, like I was looking and I was like, Oh, Oliver Moore's there and then Tanner you texted us and it was like he's the guy that they're comparing to like Cole Caulfield and like every like I said, everything just like clicked. Like I remember back to like World Juniors, everything, like watching the kid play and I'm like, that's exactly who I want them to take at this spot. Like I realized like I remembered exactly who it was, and I was like, "This is the guy that we need to pick right now." Like, absolutely. Yeah. When I started texting, I just said his name like Oliver Moore. Oliver Moore, fucking take him right now. (laughs) And then it was Oliver Moore. Bang! Yes. (laughs) I think what hurt him was playing for that U.S. development team because the guys in front of him, he was the second line on there, and he wasn't even the guy producing as much on that second line. I think it was what Gabe Perot. No, the first line was like Gabe Perot, Ryan Leonard, and Will Smith, and they yeah. all had like a hundred plus points. And then it was just Oliver Moore, like on his own on the second line, 75 points in 61 games. Yeah. Like well over a point per game, but not with the three main producers on the line. And it's like this kid does it on his own. And he's going to University of Minnesota next year where he'll be able to play like with Logan Cooley. That team's gonna be probably pretty pretty nasty. And we have Sam Renzel also going in there. He was a first round pick last year. So that'd be, that's an, yeah, it's I one of those things where just like this Renzel. past season that like, it's going to be so exciting to pay attention to like the prospects that are coming up in the, like, oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> um, And then moving to this, the second round, the first pick, Um, I'm blanking on the name, but it was the goalie from team Slovakia. Adam Gayan. 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 But Post, do you know how to say his name? Um, not not without butchering it. I, I'm I'm gonna say Gajin. It looks like Matt Stajan, so Gajin. But it's Slovakian. Yeah. So Dajan. Which is crazy to me that they took a goalie, the first goalie of the draft. When, I mean, everybody was like, "Get Crystal," because Crystal was still sitting there too. And then, but, I mean, personally, I, I was thinking they should take that Haltonen kid um, who got drafted, like, right after him, went to San Jose. He was a big power forward from Finland. I was like, damn, that would have been pretty sweet to have a kid like that on a, a speedy line where he sits in front of the net and he's, like, 6'3". 
but they went with a, a goalie and, you know, having, having a good goalie battle with Camesso and Guyan, anybody else like Soderblom that wants to join in. It's nice to have those kinds of issues too. I, I'm wondering how much his performance against Bedard in the WGPC oh, yeah. actually played into that. Cause I know Davidson talked about that just a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Kyle from Chicago talked about Kyle that just Chicago. a little bit. Um, but there's obviously more to it than than that. But I I, I really think that kid had like almost sixty shots in that game and okay, almost yeah. four yeah, full periods, fifty three well, saves. He yeah. was great the whole um World Juniors. And he, then was, just really he was named showed, best. Like, really he was well. named best goalie. He got the best yeah. goalie award for that for that tournament. I don't know if you guys remember this too, but he wasn't even the first or second goalie for that team. What's up, guys? As you know, the show is brought to you by DraftKings and new customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Kansas, call 1-800-247-00. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort on West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown's Race in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game. Optim require max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Uh, eligibility, wagering, deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Like he was the third string and like for, I forgot what the reasoning behind the first two goalies, like not being able to play was, but then he came in and he was just stealing the show and like got him all the way there and like gave Canada that huge scare until the dog was like, all right, I'm just gonna put the team on my back. And just just like, oh, welcome to the fucking show. Yeah. And then I think what he was playing, he was playing in the NA last year. <laughs> yeah. And he, a little bit in the USHL, but he's going to university of Minnesota Duluth. You have so not, not going to be there with uh, um, Oliver Moore, but he'll be in Minnesota. <laughs> and I mean, they're saying too, he's got, he potentially has one of the highest potential of the goalies drafted in this, mm-hmm. in this, in this draft class. So, I mean, you have to get it said again, it's take that for what it is. I mean, draft. yeah. I mean, take he's that 19. for, take that for what it is. Like it's such a crapshoot trying to figure out, you know, true potential for all these guys like seriously i think every single defenseman picked in the first round um kevin weeks was like oh man this is the best defenseman in the draft this is the best defenseman and then i'm just like how many fucking best defensemen are are, like in this draft right now (laughs) like so it's like like, this is the best defenseman in his own zone in the draft this is the best defenseman in transition in the draft in the the, behind his own goal line in the left (laughs) face-off circle in the second period in in the five minute span like jeez <laughs> um uh, you got to other... you got to kind of remember too like the last like two drafts and I feel like into this one too like Tanner you said like this isn't his first draft like run through and I feel like there's a couple guys this year that that were 19 like it's not their first draft covid really messed up a lot of kids yeah yeah growth like growth and like um uh like the, just the ability to be scouted yeah and like just they didn't get to play for a year like there's a lot of guys that are like they're um like they 
they kind of fell back in their development. That's the word I'm looking for. Like, mm -hmm. their development dropped a bit just because they missed a whole fucking year. So, like, it's going to be interesting going forward. Like, like I said, in, like, the last two or three drafts in this one, like, how these kids end up, how many kids that ended up in later rounds end up being big-name guys because they didn't either get scouted because they were in Europe very well or, you know, like, their development – was way behind what they were expecting and they, they ended up turning it up after a year. Like it's going to be interesting going forward. Well, that's like mm -hmm. the player that the Hawks got. Um, I forgot what round it was, but uh, Nick Lardis Fourth or, or third round, I think he's 67th round, overall. 67th, I'm yeah. Right now. Yeah. And, and he, he slipped down a lot and people were mm -hmm. shocked that he went yeah. as far down as he did because he, his scoring potential and his scoring ability is just off the charts. And I think that's a perfect example. It's like, yeah, he's got all this potential, but it's like, how much do these teams know about him? That and that, mm -hmm. I mean, that could just be one of those things that works in the Hawks' favor for him dropping. I was, I loved like during the broadcast when the Hawks took Nick Lardis, like everybody's like, he was still available. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we were all listening to like different like uh, ways of watching the draft, and like every one of us texted at the same time. The analysts are freaking out right now. Like, like, <laughs> it's such a, it's always such a good feeling when it's like. Like you get Oliver Moore at nineteen, they're like, "Wow, what a steal!" And then even later than that, getting Nick, Nick Lardis at sixty-seven, they're like, "How the fuck are they doing this? Like, what is happening right now?" Yeah. It's like all these guys were just like falling into Davidson's lap, and it's like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, I'll take this guy too." Like he's yeah. fast. <laughs> like it's funny. It's funny too that uh, as soon as the Hawks took you know the goalie in the second round, it seemed like everybody like goalie started flying off, and it's yeah. literally just like fantasy hockey. As soon as one person takes a goalie, everybody's like, "Fuck, I need a goalie." <laughs> Damn <now."> it. <laughs> Now we need one. Uh, didn't Montreal take like three goalies yeah. in the draft? <clears throat> yeah, they gotta find that next Carey Price. Yeah, no kidding. Not Jake Allen. Apparently. Oh God, how do we not even talk about Carey Price yet? Oh boy. Oh, because <laughs> that poor kid. And now <laughs> death threats. Like yeah. that poor kid, dude. Dude, fuck Montreal fans, man. With the with the fifth overall pick, the Montreal Canadiens select David. Uh, David <laughs> Reinbach. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. And I don't know who that was that with him. Was like, I don't know who was if, with him. That would be if we were like, Jeremy, you go announce this. Yeah. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would at least have an attempt. But I like how the one guy was like, "Oh no, we planned it like this," and they whispers yeah. into the guy's <laughs> into his ear. <laughs> no, he just says it himself. It's just like David Reinbacher. Yeah. Not a chance. Um, the last pick I kind of want to talk about, and then we can move on. Um, Marcel, 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 Marcel. The player is so nice they named him twice. Um, <laughs> I love that. Is he the one who, in his press conference, was saying he wants to make Hosa proud? Um, I there was... think that was that was uh, a different kid. Oh, because there was a guy there? that was like, I modeled my game after Hosa. I want to make him proud, and I was like, fucking let's. Go, Marcel. Marcel was the one that like had everybody in stitches at his press conference. Oh, okay, yeah, making everybody laugh. Yeah, they're saying he's already he, going to be a fan favorite. Yeah, he it was uh, like his second rounder. Um, it was like Martin Miasiak, Miasiak, Miasiak. Trying to find uh, whoever it was though. I mean, that's awesome. But Marcel, Marcel, big boy, big yeah. boy, big Martin power forward, Misiak. That's the kid that's from um, Slovakia. That uh, he was he was taken like right after Gajin, Gajin, and they played on the Slovakian national team together. 
Okay. That's the that's the kid that um was talking about wanting to do Hosa Proud. But don't okay, all, but still, don't we all want to do Hosa Proud? I think so. That's True. what I do every every day in life. I just want. Have to you guys seen proud. this lineup for his like last game? Oh God, yeah. Whatever. It's mm-hmm. unreal. They just added. He just added Taze to it too. Like, so I, I want to fly getting... out to wherever <laughs> this is at and go. Like, Taze has at least one more game. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Is it really guaranteed? Guaranteed at least one more game. Who knows? That's true. Um, He'll probably be wearing Hawks jerseys too. So. Well, yeah, he's he's advertising with like the the, the feathers and everything. Yeah. I love it. I love how much he loves playing for Chicago. Yeah. Absolutely well, love it. His numbers retired here, so. Yeah. Yeah. So even if we do get Bill Kessel, you can't wear 81. Can't do it. All right. Can't wear 18 either. Yeah. Well, what's he wearing now? Isn't it eight? Eight. Eight Eight or 26 is his uh, old Wisconsin number. Yeah, yeah, he'll probably go with 81. What if if Kessel comes here, he just goes 88? (laughs) 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 I so badly want Connor Bedard to fuck shit up and go to 16. No. Could you imagine? That would be so funny. The amount of shit that's been sold already with the number 98 on it. I I want him to go to 16. I don't know if I can live with our group tax. I might have to leave it if Bedard goes 16. (laughs) No, no, no. Let's let's see him really fuck shit up. And the handful of guys that were at the draft wearing the 69 Bedard jerseys. Just why not? Just lean in. Yes. (laughs) I appreciate the fact, though, that those guys did that to Chinese knockoff jerseys, at least. Didn't waste. A nice jersey on that. Um, it, that was so that, funny though. That, you guys that fun sent fact. that link, and I was like, I literally just walked past all of those guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was gonna say, I forgot to mention that fun fact of uh, Connor Bedard being one of three other players since 2000 to wear their jersey number at first overall pick with yep. McDavid and and Crosby, and then good old Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson, <laughs> the yeah. funniest thing to me. And Thank then also uh, Slavkovsky just wore one last year. And then uh, who was it? It had the uh, apostrophe Aaron Eckblad. Aaron Eckblad had apostrophe one four on his jersey. It's just like, yeah, we we know what, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've been doing this every year, where it's just the year number. Like we didn't think he was gonna wear actual number fourteen. Thanks for the apostrophe, though. What um, what grade would you give uh, Kyle from Chicago on this draft? Interviews and drafting style, A plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. A plus it's, for sure. You can tell, yeah, A plus absolutely. But you can tell like the way he drafted was like mm-hmm. all of his top picks are guys that are like the goalie has a high ceiling, but the guys that are fast and like can produce and hopefully mm-hmm. will be able to play on line like on a top line someday. And then all the like lower picks, like he didn't take a defenseman until the seventh round, which is hilarious. But like all of his lower picks are like six two and taller, like big fucking guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like that's where that's where you take the big guys. Like you take swings in the in the lower rounds on them. Unless you're Arizona, who I think Arizona everybody was six four or bigger. Six four higher, yeah. Dude, what was Arizona doing? Everybody when they announced I forget who what the pick was. Yeah, when they announced him, as soon as they, we heard like a Russian name, everybody was like, Oh yeah. And then they said, uh what's his name again? Sinishev. Simichev, yeah. When they said that, everybody was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, and then we all realized, like, oh, they didn't even say the right team from Russia. Like, they said local yeah. or something like Jesus. that. We were like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's not Mitchkov's team. Why are you passing on Mitchkov? Like, well, he, well, he pretty much told him he was never going to play for Arizona. That's fucking hilarious. You know? But, like, honestly, 
pull a Lindros, draft him and fucking trade him for a King's Ransom. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. And Because the guy you drafted, you easily could have gotten the second round. Or like That's your the craziest pick. thing is that nobody traded down for these guys that they reached for. Yeah. Like, even Toronto, the guy that they wanted was like a mid-second to late-second rounder. Like, you could have traded your first overall pick for a second rounder and got rid of some cap space, too. Yeah. They chose not to just because the fan base is like, we don't have any first ever. You're like, but then you draft a second round guy anyway. Like yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. Like there were some mm-hmm. moves where I, I for sure thought there was gonna be tons of trades in the first round. There wasn't a single one. And then yeah. I just I was expecting like those types of deals to happen. One guy teams that need to shed cap space that didn't really care about their first round picks. And then or teams like Chicago where they had the 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 three second rounders, like one of yeah. them being high up. Like I thought they would move well, up in the Davidson in the was round. trying his best to move up, but he said that's the thing too. Nobody wanted that. Well, I also the fact that Nashville was dangling NASCAR off and trying to move into the top ten, and Arizona's just like top five. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arizona's sitting at six, right? Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't they bite on that? Especially because, like we said, if they're gonna give you Askarov and then just the fifteenth overall pick. You end up Which, with Askarov and your guy. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's wild. And also, it's crazy to me that Mitch Koff wanted to go to Philly of all places. Like, he was like, yeah, Philly's the spot. Like, what? Have you seen Philadelphia? You want to play for Torts? What? <laughs> oh, Torts won't be there by the time he gets there. Oh, he won't. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> he'll he'll be what, expired. Years? Yeah. He'll have one good year. He'll get another year, and then he'll be out. <laughs> but, man, Danny Breer, he is... He's doing some good shit in Philly. Like, he does not care about getting rid of the entire squad right now. And then I think his first couple draft picks were, like, Russians, weren't they? Like, they're probably not going to see them in the next few seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I think that they'll be probably looking at bottom of the league next year. And then getting another top picks. Like, if if they continue to get top five picks in the next two seasons, and those kids come in, and then Mishkov comes in, like, three years from now, like, to be disgusting. And I don't know if it's just, just the, the Hawks bias in me, but I think Davidson coming in and moving guys like Kane and stepping away from Taves, like these fan favorites, that's waking up other GMs across the league to be mm-hmm. like, listen, we got to do what's right for the franchise. We can't hold on to, to certain players. Not saying Philly has the Kane or Taves type players, but I think he Kyle Davidson kind of awoken something to make these GNs be like, hey, we can make big moves and and, and tear it all down to to rebuild. You say that, but we all just shit on LA for moving mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, <laughs> well, the thing is too, like, it's I think it's tougher when you when you're the GM that has built those teams, and you have like those yeah. years long of rapport with those players. Like for somebody like Davidson to come in and he's like, hey, like this is my show now, like we're going to do what's going to be best for the organization going forward because I'm going to be here and like, you'll probably not be here in five years. So like we have to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. The the difference is to like LA traded quick to fucking Columbus where like the, like Davidson was like, Kane, where do you want to go? And he was like, like, all right, I'll make it work. And then he was like, Taze, I don't think, you know, we're going to resign you or anything like that. And Taze is like, all right, I get my, my farewell tour, like the last like week or two yeah. of the season type thing. So it was like, and fucking it, LA told him on the fucking plane, like yeah. that was just how handled so shitty. Yeah, it's and, funny to me that he ends up with another cup anyway, though. I know. 
even before it got to that point though with with Kane and Taves, like he even pulled them aside the summer previous and was like, hey, here's what's going on. If you want to be in, you got to be all in. But if not, just let me know where you want to go. You know, that there's a respect way to a respectful way to do that. And almost hey. quick was like semi to Columbus. <laughs> and then Scurly, Scurly, Scurly Scurly didn't right to Vegas. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, like Columbus is the link to another Stanley Cup. That's what happened with Philly players. Mm-hmm. Like, True. You go to Columbus LA. first, you make your way to LA, you win a cup. There's some sort of LA Columbus combination, you're getting a cup. Yeah. <laughs> that is fair. Um, a couple trades happened for the Hawks during the draft. Um, before the draft even started, uh the Hawks traded the good old future considerations to the Man, New that York guy's Island- all over the board. Yeah. To the New York Islanders for Josh Bailey and a was it 2026 second round second pick. Yeah. Um, we kind of got a little excited seeing Bailey in the lineup. We were kind of projecting a little bit where he would play. And then literally like two rounds later, it was announced that the Hawks are gonna be buying him out. Thank you for good guy, service. Kyle. Good guy, Kyle. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like good guy Lou, which is something you don't always hear. Yeah. Um, Lou doing right by by Josh and and put him in a situation. So that he could get bought off and then get be able to sign. Where, what's that? He hasn't signed a deal yet. He hasn't signed a deal yet. No, no. But he's got the free range to go wherever he wants now. Um. So we'll have that cap hit for two years, which the perfect time to do this. We've been saying that mm-hmm. for I don't know months now to utilize this cap and reach the, the next two more. years. Yeah, exactly. And then the trade that kind of shocked Chicago a little bit. Uh. The Blackhawks traded a seventh round pick. Was it next year? Uh, yes. For Scory Perry, um, the Saint, the Saint, the 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 most gentlemanly gentlemanly player in hockey who has never done anything wrong and Mm-mm. should have been the consecutive Lady Bing winner his entire career. And the guy that everybody's loved league wide. That's also. <laughs> They traded for his signing rights. Signing rights. <laughs> and then they deal. signed him for a one-year, $4 million deal. The same ticket they signed Nick Foligno for uh, the day after he was traded for. I don't hate that move. I don't. No. I, the more that I think about it, the more I love it. Yeah. Honestly. Um, anybody that tries to mess with Connor Bedard is just going to get a fistful of Corey Perry, whether he's on the ice or, or not. Or Nick Foligno. Yeah, or Nick. either or. Doesn't matter. And, and honestly, like Corey Perry flipped at the deadline, two million dollars on your 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 playoff team. It's yep. probably gonna happen. I don't know about Felino. I, I would like to think so too, where we end up with picks and stuff, but if he stays the rest of the year, I don't hate that either. Yeah. Um but at I really this point think though too, it's like how many more picks do we need? Well, I mean, you can go prospect wise. I mean, yeah, yeah. Or you could you load up on picks going into next year's draft and start flipping those for veterans, you yeah, know. True. Like, yeah. Because we're starting to get to that point where, like you said, we don't need more picks. We we certainly need bodies, and uh, I mean we've got four first rounders the next two years still. Like, God, we are so. And we have no contract obligations other than Seth Jones. Stop talking about that. (laughs) Like right now, our and hopefully Connor Bedard. The three forwards we currently have signed for next year are Taylor Hall. Athanasio and Ryan Donato. Yeah. That's that's it. And then Seth Jones and Connor Murphy. We have four guys signed after this season. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Do you think when Bedard signs his entry level deal, 
they also have another one like here. Here's your entry level deal. This is what your next contract's gonna be. We're gonna like, be ten million years. for eight years. <laughs> yeah, eight years. We have the ability to add another zero to this if you really <laughs> like achieve what you what you're supposed to do. Like, um, even Lucas Reichel's up after this year. Yeah, that's funny. I hope he has a good year, man. He will. Yeah, it's, I think I, I think it's it's he's bound to have it. And the good thing is like having Taylor Hall makes it so that Lucas Reichel isn't going to be the top line left wing mm-hmm. unless he decides that he's going to play that way. Yep. You know, like there's it's not pressure, pressure for Lucas Reichel yeah. to have I mean, like to be like that top line like like winger. Mm-hmm. Like that's the good thing. Like I'm sure Bedard has plenty of pressure on himself, but he like he said he has high expectations set for himself. And Dude. just bringing in Felino and Corey Perry, guys that have been in the league for like so many years. Um, what was it? T- Kyle Davidson had mentioned like part of the reason why he didn't want to bring back Taze and Kane is because if they're here, it's their team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want that to be what <clears throat> Bedard's coming into. Like he wants the leadership, which is what Perry and Felino are going to bring. But like it's going to be a team of like a, a team led by a team, you know, not led Transition. by big names. Transitional leadership. Yeah. And it's- just everything that he says. Just, God, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle from Chicago, you're such a killer. <laughs> to your point, it's going to give guys like Lucas Reichel, Philip Kershev, Taylor Radish, Anthony Siu even a chance to not be going up against the top line of other teams. Like they'll be able to get matched up against like the second, third lines and not have to like battle their way to try to even get into the offensive zone. They'll have a little bit of an easier time. I mean, just the signing of Taylor Hall does that to that top line and then obviously getting Connor Bedard drops those guys down. Yeah, it it puts those guys in a better position to be where they should be on any other lineup going against yeah. guys that they should be going up against. So it's gonna be fun to see where they end up. But oh. like you're saying, Tanner, like everything that Kyle from Chicago keeps saying is just like the like the chef's yeah. kiss. Everything that Bedard says is exactly yeah. the same. And like anytime I hear an interview of either of these guys, it just Send shivers down my spine. Like I love it. I love every oh, second uh, of it. I want to hear them it's talk. Cra- it's crazy bringing in Connor Bedard well. and essentially getting a fucking vet already. Dude, like, when they asked him about um like outside pressure or anything like that, and he goes, "Well, I put a ton of pressure on myself. I I just try to like, I'm just trying to be like live up to my own standards. Essentially, like he doesn't pay attention to the outside noise because he has such high." Phrase for himself that he's just trying to live up to that. Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? This kid's seventeen. I don't even have that mindset in my own job. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm thirty years old. Like, this kid's seventeen. Dear Lord, six. I will say this: I think Connor Bedard has taken too many pictures already in his lifetime. He's he's, he's, hated. he's done. He, he is starting to look like Connor McDavid when he got um he had that picture taken in the <laughs> Indian airport. That's what it's starting to look like. Yes, yeah. he needs to just. Somebody needs to help him out a little bit. Or like that video of him with uh Tommy Hawk when Tommy Hawk rips off the yeah. jersey. He's just like, hey, yeah, this is this is funny. Yeah. Nice I, to meet you, Tommy Hawk. I'm an NHL player, Awful. not not a make-a-wish kid fan over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys also see that he's gonna be working out with Crosby over the summer? Oh god. Yeah. Dude, this kid signs with Lululemon, signs with Sher- Sherwood, and is gonna be working out in the, over the summer with his his idol, like, does that mean he's also gonna be with McKinnon too? Because that would also probably, not yeah. be a <laughs> I think that's a dual package. Like, it's mm-hmm. you can't get one without the other. Just the just a handful of first overall picks, just hanging out together, yeah. working out. You're gonna see. I don't a, even. 
I don't even think Kim is invited. I think he just shows up wherever Crosby is. And he's like (laughs) that kid that like that one kid in the neighborhood who like always wants to play, but nobody really truly invites him over. He's standing outside the gate with his towel waiting to jump in the pool with everybody. (laughs) You're going to see Bedard in a a Tim Hortons commercial handing out 10 bits (laughs) in the drive. Oh, yeah. With Crosby and McKinnon soon. I fucking love it. Um, Um, I was going to say, going back to like the guys all saying like the right things, like even Felino just like saying about... Mm -hmm. What was it? What was the quote where, like, going from a team that set records oh, in Boston, yeah, to a sh- team like Chicago? He's like, well, we won the same amount of uh, playoff series, so it's not gonna be that much different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I only played seven yeah. more games than Chicago did. <laughs> oh, so great! Just was... Shit, shit on the Bruins on your way out, and just yeah. love every second of Chicago. Just give it, give me all Felino right now. Oh, I just love that. My Bruins kids have already too. asked about Bedard a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> the Bruins shedding cap by just getting rid of Felino and or tossing Felino out. Of, I'm sure you know with, with the way that Davids didn't work that trade and where his mindset's at now. He probably was like, "Yeah, let, let me get Felino signing rights too," because like he's the kind of guy I want on my team. Because when we first saw the trade, I was like, "Why did why is mm-hmm. Felino a part of it? Like he'll just be a UFA." Like, mm-hmm. okay, like you get to talk to him beforehand. That's awesome. Um, but dropping Taylor Hall for like nothing. I mean, Alec Regula and Ian Mitchell, it's not really nothing. Like those guys will be hopefully like some decent NHLers. Um, but then not being able to sign Tyler Bertuzzi or Dmitry Orlov. So funny. Yeah. So Love fucking it. funny. Love it. Every second of it. They lost Hathaway they, they too, go right? out. Didn't Hathaway yeah, go and Hathaway. Yeah. They go out and get like JVR. Um, Shattenkirk. And Lucic. Shattenkirk, they're gonna be so bad, and they still don't know if Bergeron's coming back. Yeah, that um, or Krejci, yeah, they have no idea if either one of them is coming back. And I'm pretty sure because of their bonuses last year, that's like they have like on this year cap hit or something like that this year, just on those two guys, and they're not even playing. Don't they have to move one of their goalies too? At this point, um, they're thinking no, they about just, they don't have Swayman signed, but there, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. discussions on whether Allmark is staying or not, which is hilarious because like. He's a fucking Vesna winner. Yeah. <laughs> but Swayman's like their goalie of the future. He's only 24. Oh, yeah. They bought out Mike Riley, too. Yeah. It's just Christ. everything's coming up Millhouse right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Morgan Geeky. That was one guy I was hoping the Hawks might take a shot on is Morgan Geeky in the in the free agency, but like whatever. Like they I also him. love uh Pasta saying how like he doesn't need more money because he's already had more money than he's ever like thought he would ever have. Mm-hmm. And then he doubled his contract. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh, fuck it. We're gonna suck. I'm getting paid, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, Boston, man. Boston's not gonna see the same magic that they had last year. All right, so we so we're running a little long here. Um, anything you want to want to point out for free agency that you want to touch on real quick? I can't keep track of who's going where. That's I, what I, want to point out. I keep seeing names with with teams, and I'm like, what? That's it's, about it. Uh, still out there. Obviously, he's gonna probably not make a decision until closer to the season. Uh, Taves still undecided. To bring. To bring it, yeah, getting ugly. That bad. situation's getting ugly because yeah, like his the, agent the, just the came teams. out and was like, "Hey, we're not the ones that make the trades here." Like yeah. he's like, "We're doing as much as we we we're giving them everything we can." They're the and they're the ones that, that had like, to make it. They gave the names for either don't want to bring it or don't want to give him the term that he wants, and it's just like what a mess. <laughs> what what else? Fucking, I feel like there's another like free. I mean, Phil Kessel. Where is he going? 
Bill Kessel, um, uh, Dumba still available. Josh Bailey. Dumba Thompson might Tarr. be going to Arizona. I saw that. I don't oh, understand. Vladimir Tarasenko. Where's Tarasenko going? Is he going Isn't to he? Carolina? Yeah, he went to Carolina. Oh, well, he's not official. It's not official yet, but I think oh, it's okay. like he's, yeah, they're closing in. Um, When did Calvin DeHaan go to Tampa? The other day. Yeah. He's on like a minor or like league minimum. W- league minimum. Dude, I, like Tampa's retooling yeah. pretty well. I feel like, like yeah, they Tampa, open. Tampa traded away Patrick Maroon as well. Yeah. So they got rid of Corey Perry and Patrick hey, Maroon. So now who now, knows how they're going to make the final? Roller hockey national champion Patrick Maroon. That's true. Yeah, you see that? <laughs> OT winner. Every time I see Patrick Maroon, I just think of the 2015 playoffs when Kaner chirped him. When they're in the conference finals, like, don't you have a roller mm-hmm. hockey tournament to get to? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting shirt by Kaner has got to be that's got to be rough. Oh yeah, Anthony <laughs> Duclair went to San Jose. Yeah, Matt Dumba's still out there too. That might not be a bad. Yeah, he might be going to Arizona though. Joel Edmondson got traded to Washington. Pacioretty went to Washington, like. Ovi's gonna score the goals. Why? Why are you going there? Like they don't need any more goal scorers. He's the option on the second line. Not a lot of pressure on him. Hey, take it easy. Coming back from the the second ruptured Achilles. Wasn't that's true? Wasn't Kuznetsov trying to get out of Washington? Yeah, he still is. And then, oh yeah, where's Gibson going? Honestly, the fact that Buffalo hasn't like made the trade already is insane. Because that team (sighs) and literally. Knocking on the door. Well, that's the like they're like, oh, Hellebuck should go to Buffalo. It's like Gibson has, like you said, four more years at six point four million. Like you don't need to pay Gibson for another four years, and you have like guys like Luka Pekalukinen or whatever, and Devin Levi that could just take over once Gibson's done in four years versus getting Hellebuck and then signing him to like nine to ten million for the next however long he wants. It's like. Why doesn't I don't they fucking have Gibson already? It's so stupid. They only have they only have like just under six million in cap space right now. Buffalo. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they signed Eric Johnson, didn't they? I their entire team is signed right now for next year. Just fucking like I don't know. They have well, no. Oh, they got Connor. No RFA's. I about that too. They also just lost Jack Quinn though for I think. Majority of the season. Yeah, what did he have? He ruptured his Achilles. Oh, that's right. Achilles. How do you, how do you rupture an Achilles? I don't know. That's pressure. He did it twice. God. Well, if he's going to be out for, I mean, if he's not making that much money, he's still on, on no, but it's just entry level yeah. deal. But and that keeps the that... fact that Buffalo right now is going into the season with Eric Comrie, Devin Levi, and Uko Pekka Lukanen. Um, like they could, they could, I love hearing people say so that much better. Better. I can yeah. never pronounce it, but I love hearing other people say it. I'm kind of excited for Devin Levi, though. Yeah, it's just, I feel like if you, you bring in the veteran presence, of... that's like going to be the clear number one, and it's then a lot of pressure. You, Exactly, like you, you, you let them get the backup games until they're fucking ready. I didn't realize that he was originally in Florida. Yeah, he was a Florida pick, mm-hmm. and, and then it was the trade with uh, Reinhardt. Florida does pretty good with goalie prospects. I feel there, I, there's like 
just a handful of teams that constantly drill goalie prospects, and LA is one of them, um, and Columbus and Arizona. But like, they never do well in those places. Yeah, I don't know. Only other thing I want to see the Hawks do this offseason is to sign Phil Kessel because if it's not this year, it's never going to happen. I feel like this sign is the Tom year. Bedard. I think yeah, he's I already. Think, I think that's priority for me. I think he's I already think signed. National holiday once he signs. <laughs> there was a there's a shot of him on the draft floor at the table, and he's got like a paperwork in front of him, and somebody's like over him, like pointing at something, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Draft twenty minutes ago, sign here. Sign here. Just do it. His like, just right just don't ask questions. <laughs> just sign. It's Columbus's pick, and they're like, "We'd like to announce a signing." <laughs> the last thing. The last thing <laughs> I'm going to read say, anything. The last thing I'm going to say, and then if you guys got anything else, um, it's fucked at the rook NHL rookie contracts compared to like other other sports. Like I mean, hockey, they get so fucked. It's not, it's, it's all contracts. <laughs> well, here's the thing too. When you're comparing them to other sports, other sports, like those guys are getting drafted in their mid twenties in yeah. the NHL. They're getting drafted at like 17, 18. They're already when they're, when their first contract, like the guys that are going to be really big do come up. They're like 21 and other sports. Most of the time, those guys aren't going to be drafted yet. And like, if That's you look cool. at NFL, those aren't guaranteed contracts too. Like, okay, fair. Yeah, NHL's mm-hmm. guaranteed. <laughs> um, I will say too, when I was I was dropping off a, a stick at for the a for Bedard at uh, Fifth Third, I was talking to the equipment manager, and he's like, "I can't give you a number, but Sherwood gave him the bag. The they gave that, him like, sure the bag. God, Connor Bedard is huge. That's fucking Dang. enormous. Man, maybe I should get some Sherwood shit." So Bedard's probably like, I'll take the lowest contract with you guys. Just sherwood has got me covered. But and, and Lulu. Yeah, it's great. I wonder how many other like Chicago area things are gonna be sponsoring him too. Oh, but doesn't he have he has like Hyundai? Drive. Yeah. Bedard drives. Yeah. Hyundai Sonata. He's <laughs> <laughs> like this he, uh, car company. Dude, he he posted on his Instagram. And he about his uh, suit that he got for the draft, and he hashtagged ad. I'm like, dude, this gets all over the money right now. He's loving every second of do- every dollar he's made. They probably just he's, him, he's like, had like just... six different ads since the draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, we'll pay you this. He's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> and sure. Like, all you have to do is make a post. Just put hashtag ad. He's like, all right. <laughs> you already sold me it. Sounds good. Make an ad. But yeah, it's <laughs> fine. You even think he wrote it? Like, dude, they're just like, here, all you gotta do is copy paste. Probably like, that's all you have to do. Just, like, Take a picture, yeah, copy exactly. paste. Yeah. I love it. Dude, kid's 17. He has more contracts than any of us ever will see. <laughs> it's mm. insane. Gotta love it. God. Um, the future right, is gotta... bright in Chicago. Professional athletes. What a Exciting. Life. Anything else from you guys? No, I'm ready for day one. Potential, just throwing it out there. We talked about it. Throwing it for the future. Potential live stream game one for Bedard. Not potential. It's happening. We're doing it. <laughs> We'll do it. I've seen Bedard came on. <laughs> Get yeah, hard. Bedard's, Bedard. Between periods, we'll have Bedard, uh, you know, talking to us. Um, AI. AI Bedard. Don't get me too excited. <laughs> yeah, right. um, if he makes the team. Yeah, yeah, if he makes the team. Yeah, in his words, he's like, the next step is yeah. like making the team. It's like. Dude, that's okay. the one thing. It's that like, like, like the team. Team. <laughs> that's where I'm like, 
I like I love the kid and I love everything he's saying, but when he's like, Oh, if I'm fortunate enough this, like, dude, shut up. Like shut the fuck up. Just start embracing it. <laughs> so like humble. you are the savior of Chicago hockey right now. Just just take it and accept yeah. it and be a little cocky with it. We get it. Your idol, Sidney Crosby. Just fucking, just give him a little PLD here and there. Just a little bit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Connor Bedard will only sign for nine point eight. Nine point eight. Yeah. Dude, that'd be sick. Yeah. Get him, get him an illegal contract. Oh, oh. Sign like twelve years. <laughs> yeah, right. I was, one of the things I was looking at too is if uh, if Korchinski makes the jump and plays in the NHL this year, then him and Bedard will be on the same contract only. Korchinski and Bedard are up in three years and they both sign. Like, it's good to have like your possible, more than likely top two defenseman and your franchise center being on like the same contract mm-hmm. timing because it's easy to build around that. I don't think you're going to see Korchinski and Nazar until like end of the season, if if that. Nazar possibly end of the season. I don't know, man. Korchinski, yeah. he, I, I just don't see him going back. To the dub or is it the WHL that he's playing yeah. right now? Yeah, he was in Seattle. Yeah, in Underbridge. Seattle. Like they just went all the way to the final. But I just don't want him to rush it. I don't you, want it's him either to it's do... either NHL or WHL. Like they have not... four guys rostered right now. <laughs> four defensemen. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if what it's, happens. If but it's gonna be, you know, if it's not gonna eligible be to worth play it. in the AHL. Yeah, if it's gonna be worth his time, awesome. But it's like I don't want him to be brought to the NHL just to be brought to the NHL, you know, like yeah. I, I, it needs well, to be the right situation. You can't boquist it. You can't, you know, Yoki yeah. Haru it, all that. That's what I don't want. Well, that's where like the good thing that's going on now is like the, de- the development camps are going to be going on. And well, I don't know if you guys have been seeing like highlights from like other teams development camps, but like these kids are flying. Holy yeah. shit. Until they hit a Michigan already. Yeah. <laughs> I, how are you going to hit a Michigan in Ohio? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he always bring a Michigan straight to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode two thirty, Tanner. What are you calling it? Future's bright, baby. All right, episode two thirty. Yeah. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social media at WCB Podcast. Follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your Apple, uh, your podcast at. Um, new tick WCB Tic Tac Toe actually just got posted right now as we're recording. Check that out. Um, I will shorten them in the future. I just haven't had time. Um, DraftKings promo code THPN. And yeah, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCV podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.